Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day. Well, you know, I even know how to use the A-frame. And you go, I don't think I was supposed to say that. Well, it's just the thing my grandpa invented. Turned around, got on my, my computer right there, He's sitting in my office, pulled up a couple of YouTubes. I'm like, you mean something like that? <laughs> he goes, you mean other people doing it too? I'm like, dude, ain't nobody got secrets. Hello. Can it do again? What's happening? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's uh kickback. It's about nine o'clock, man. Just ate me a little dinner, drinking me a bourbon, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give Kenny a call, get him on the on the old podcast. Yay, there we go. I'm up for it. Yeah, I was like, you know what? We're gonna get him on the show and everybody wants to talk stain with Kenny, but I don't want to talk stain, Kenny. I wanna talk business. And I wanna okay. talk about what you're seeing in your area and how uh, how the economy's looking and how, how stain jobs are going. Even, you know, I mean, you're running a business. It just so happens you do stain. That's what I tell people all yeah. the time, you know. Yep. Um, yep. But, you know, you know what I realized, man? I realized that not everybody knows who Kenny Dugan is or where he came from and how he got where he is. Does that make sense? That That does. That does. It does. It does. So I've been doing a little research on Kenny, guys. So let me give you the rundown Uh-oh. on this guy. He's pretty impressive. Kenny, you just sit back and, uh, you know, <laughs> shrug your shoulders and flip your hair because I'm going to talk you up a little bit, okay? All right. So Kenny lives in Dallas, Texas. He's got two kids. One of them still in high school. He graduated from Empori State. I think I said that right out of Kansas. With a health yep. promotions and recreations degree, so basically Kenny can manage a YMCA. Now, I personally would like to see Kenny sing YMCA and do the dance, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, he minored in uh, athletic training, and uh, right out of college in 1997, he thought he was the bee's knees because he got him a nine to five and went to work for Johnson and Johnson, making a whole three hundred and seventy-five dollars a week. And that's before taxes, kids. Okay, whoo, three seventy-five a week, but it was nineteen ninety-seven, yeah. right? So yeah. he started pressure washing back in two thousand three as a side gig because he needed to pay for a pressure washer that he bought to clean his boat. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a weekend warrior. Pick me up some little pressure washing jobs and pay off this uh, pressure washer that I bought for like five hundred bucks. <laughs> so, after nearly 10 years of working for Johnson & Johnson, those some bitches laid him off in late 2005. So, here it is, 2006, and what else better to do than go into business full-time for himself? And he started DFW Deck and Fence Restoration. Now, check this out, guys. When I was talking to Kenny and getting all this information, this was pretty damn impressive. He grew that business to four crews and making nearly half a million in annual sales. It might not sound like a lot, but you got to understand this was early 2000s. 
or mid two mid two thousands, you know, two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, right? And he yep, was going yep. he was doing it going through a recession. <laughs> That's pretty damn impressive. So he started building fences and decks in the winter, and then he'd tell the customers, I'll come back in the summer and stay in them, which was pretty smart. And then uh, in 2010, I don't know, he must have stayed up late drinking one night or something. He ran his hand through a table saw, and that ended pretty much his fence and deck and building career. He's like, all right, I'm done with this. So he went full-time staining. Then in 2012, he acquired Stain Man, which was only five years old, and uh, he got it by paying off the owner's bank loan for a measly seven grand. I say measly because that's pretty damn cheap. Yep. So here it is 19 years later, and Kenny's known as the Stain Man across the country, possibly around the world because of podcasts like this. And in my opinion, he's the authority in wood types, cleaning it, stripping it, and staining it. You know, if I got a question, I call Kenny. So that's who Kenny Dugan is, man. That's a mouthful. That's 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 a pretty impressive uh, resume, there, Kenny. I tell you what, when you when you put it that way, Dan, it it, it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I told you I was gonna make you look like a rock star, and your phone was gonna be ringing off the hook from all the ladies in the fence world, huh? <laughs> you know, I had a I was I was doing a training once and. And a guy comes up and he goes, man, how do you know so much in wood care? And I said, dude, I've been doing it. And this was uh, a couple of years ago. And I said, man, I've been doing it for 17 years and I've, I got 17 years in the States behind me. So that's how you learn. Yeah. So, yeah. well, impressive you stuff, man. And I really think our, our listeners needed to know who Kenny Dugan is because, you know, they see you in the Facebook groups and they see you out there saying things. And, and, and I feel like some guys don't give you the proper uh, the respect that you should get because, man, you've been doing this 19 years. You, oh, yeah. You ran into a few issues. Oh, yeah. You solved a oh, few yeah. problems. I mean, yeah, everybody does. And, yeah, you you just kind of got to uh, play with the cards you're dealt with type thing. So, uh, right. And you find ways to get ready. Well, now you don't have four crews. He's got uh, just him, just you all by yourself, and you got a helper or what? I just uh, me by myself, just me by myself. Now I do if if we run into jobs that we do need, um, you know, extra hands, we will hire some. And, and there's a few of us uh, stainers down here in the DFW area. We'll we'll share crews or or share our employees. And so I got a, a, a couple buddies that that uh, if I have an issue or a job that I need an extra hand, I'll just call them up and say, hey. Can I borrow your guy for a day? And yep. well, that's that's nice, man. I wish I could do that. Hey, man, um, can I borrow a crew for a day or two? But yeah, the guys around here, man, they don't play nice. They all want to, you know, look at you like you're crazy when you come up or come talk to them, and they feel like they got well, secrets that nobody else knows in the fencing world. Yeah, <laughs> I think all the secrets are out, Dan. They're all out. Man, I hired a guy. Let me tell you this. This is funny. So I hired this cat, and his grandpa's got a fence company. Man, my grandpa's been fencing forever. Uh, it's called Camellia Fence out of Slidell. And um, he's like, well, you know, I even know how to use the A-frame. And he goes, oh, I don't think I was supposed to say that. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, it's just the thing my grandpa invented. 
And it's like a secret to getting post out the ground. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's called an A-frame. You know, nobody else around here uses it. It's like his thing. So I went ahead, turned around, got on my, my computer right there, sitting in my office, typed in a few little keywords, pulled up a couple of YouTubes. I'm like, you mean something like that? <laughs> he goes, you mean other people are doing it too? I'm like, dude, ain't nobody got secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So um, he worked for me for a while, but uh, he ended up leaving me unexpected, man. I think his, uh, I think his grandpa realized he could, uh, he needed him back. So hopefully he's over there uh, teaching his grandpa all my secrets that I don't tell anybody about. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, let me ask you this: How's the market over there in in the DFW area for you? How's How's business? Are you seeing a slowdown? Are you seeing your customer act a little different? Um, are you feeling like you can't get your margins that you normally get? What, what What is the chatter over that way? You know. So, so Dan, I'll be honest with you. I haven't. I really haven't seen any. You know, any issues with any. So we're we're still getting two or three calls a day for for jobs and and uh, i've increased my pricing and i'm i'm still six to eight weeks booked out so and and i and i like to stay six to eight weeks booked out and that's kind of how i i judge um you know i don't know whether you want to say judge the economy but that's kind of how i judge um you know what what we're looking at down the road so Right now, I'm I'm still getting my calls in, still getting you know people wanting estimates, and even with the increase in pricing, we're still getting we're still getting work. And it's I think a lot of it has to do with uh, you know a few years ago we went over to a maintenance program, and that's kind of helped um, offset some of those high prices. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's, I to be honest with you, I haven't seen the only place I've seen it is on Facebook. <laughs> well, you know, people we, you know, are, we're are, a little we're a little over seventeen weeks in to the year, okay. And I'm I'm looking at it right now. We have done more than fifty percent of the sales that I did last year already this year. So, um, I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing you know on average about a forty percent increase every month. Let me pull up mine and see what uh uh-huh. stain man. But uh yeah. So now here's the thing, man. I'm a little different because I gotta compare my numbers of twenty nineteen. Now the forty percent increase I'm talking about from last year, but really I need to look at twenty nineteen. And the reason why that is is because twenty twenty was COVID, right? And then COVID yep. rolled into twenty twenty one. So just as we're kind of coming out of COVID in the end of 2021, I get a hurricane. So now I got hurricane money that rolled over into 2022, and it rolled over to about the summer of 2022. So it's really hard for me to do my numbers and look at 22, 21, or 20. So I got to go back to 2019 in all fairness. Because 2019 was just a regular old normal year. Kind of like I'm having right now. I guess. I don't really see any kind of recession bullshit. 
But, um, you know, if I do that and I look at my growth from 2019, the numbers are, are, are staggering, you know. Um, I'm hitting on my calculator right now while we're talking, looking at things. And uh, one, two, three, four, divided by four. I'm up about 425% average from 2019, you know. So that's good. That's good news. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like I said, I, I haven't seen any drop that, you know, everybody's been talking about, which, uh, and again, it could be just the, the season. You know, everybody right now, they're, they're coming out of hibernation and they're getting in their backyards and they're like, ooh, we got to do something with the fence. So it's, I don't want to say staining and, and fence building and is, is, you know, recession proof, but it's, it's, uh, I mean, it could come later on down the year, but right now I'm just not seeing it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I really, I really don't know what to say. Um, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm hitting my goals every month. We're, you know, we're kicking ass and taking names. And I, I just, I don't see what some of the things I see on the news. So I was like, man, I need to call Kenny and see what's going on over that way. Um, I'm going to have Robert Whitaker on tonight on the show. And I'm going to talk to him. He's in the Dallas area. area, And I want to yeah. know what he's going to say. Yeah. Hey, man, what are you seeing? Because, you know, I talked to Kenny last night. And this is what Kenny said. You know? So... Yeah, I'd like to. My builders are still uh, that I stain for. They're still going strong too. So it's uh, you know it's, I'd like to see what some of the other builders around here are, are running into as well. Yeah. Now I'm seeing an increase in uh, in in financing. I've had uh, 14 jobs that we financed um, this year so far in the first four months, which is up. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's up. And that's 14 that I did. I've gotten 18 financed. But four of those didn't finance because they didn't like the interest rate or whatever. You know, they're like, oh, I just was wondering, if, you know, what it would be. I'm just going to pay cash. So really, I got 18 people financed that in jobs. So that why do you why do you think that's that those numbers are going up? Why do you think more people are are? looking at financing as opposed to well it only makes sense man it's kind of like you know why do some people put their vacation on their credit card because they don't want to use up their savings account they don't want to use up their piggy bank so let's put it on the credit card so we still got this big stash of cash and if we got to we'll pay the cards off but if not i'd rather pay a little interest on that money and still keep my nest egg in case the refrigerator breaks or a little Johnny breaks his arm or the yep. transmission goes out on the car, you know, you know, house shit. You know what I mean? Things that you need to have a rainy day fun for. Yep. Right. You know, kids break their phone, kids break their laptop, you know, whatever, the, whatever the case might be. And, and, and I've literally had some, like four of those people were just like, I just want to see what kind of interest rate I get. I didn't like the interest rate. You know, well, I mean, they got 11.99. 
Some people might be 11.99. Well, I don't know, man. A HELOC, home equity line of credit, it's a damn near 11 now. I think it's 9 or something, 9 or 10. And if you don't pay it off, you lose your house. Why? Because you got a goddamn fence. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> using, using a home equity line of credit isn't the way to go. But no. then if you put it on a credit card, it could be up to 18% or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, 11.99 is not too bad. Now, I do know one of those guys got a better rate at his credit union. And I get it, man. I'm not, I'm not in this for an interest rate fight. I'm just trying to get you a damn fence. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's your that's your base of your business is we're fence builders. We're just trying to help you get there. Yeah, I'm just trying to get the project, you know. So yeah, yeah. So th- that's what we're seeing, man. I'm seeing more and more of that, and I'm seeing a lot of people get denied. You know, out of those 18 that I got done, I probably had an easy 10 denied. I probably should keep oh. track of that. I could. I probably could go back in my portal and see how many I had denied. But I got some people so yeah, desperate sure. to get their project done that I did this lady. And she goes, well, maybe if I put my husband on as a co-signer. Okay. So we did our husband. That didn't work. And I'm like, well, she said, well, didn't you say I could use the entire income in my house? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, I had my son's, uh, his, his stuff in there. Can, can I get in my son's name? And I'm like, uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> ran it in her son's name. Still didn't get it. You know, so some people don't care, man. They don't care about the note, the interest rate. They just want what they want, man. Or they got a, a need. They got a dog. Or they got a kid. Yeah. You know, so. Or the the HOA's on their backside trying to improve yeah. the neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. And we've got Several people that still have not fixed their fence since Ida came through in late 2021. Really? Yeah, we're still getting a few. And guess what? I had one lady. She, uh, well, I'm, I guess it's time for me to get my fence. Prices came down. Price went up $600. <laughs> these people, they don't listen, man. I tell these people. Yeah. It ain't going down. Trust me. And hers was easy. I've, I've ran into, I've I ran into a few of those with uh, with our maintenance program. That uh, you know, my stain lasts anywhere from five to seven years, and I try to do get them to do the maintenance every three years. And they're like, oh, "Well, prices are probably going to come down in three years." And it's like, "Oh no, <laughs> nope. I've been doing this for enough time that prices has never gone down for me. They've always gone up." So. Yeah, but same yeah. here, man. Same here. We had one guy wanted to do uh, his fence, got a price, and he's like, "Well, you know, all the storm works over, the the uh, the the demand, blah blah blah." Price went up almost two grand. What? I, like, yeah, I told you to buy it back in you know a year ago, but you wouldn't listen. Yeah, you know. So i I had a guy uh, did an estimate for him last year. Um. And I got, and this was probably a couple of weeks ago. He finally accepted the bid, and I was like, "Yeah, that expired, guy. <laughs> it expired. Let me send you a new one." So I sent him a new one. And he goes, "Okay, let me talk to my wife." I was like, "All right, <laughs> told you, probably should have jumped on it then." 
Well, I, if I if I had it, if it was up to me, man, I'd finance every customer, every customer, because I'm using Sunlight Financial, and what happens with those guys is is they like if you want a loan for five thousand, they'll approve you for ten thousand because they're a home improvement company. Okay, well. Okay. The reason why they're doing that is because they know you're going to have change orders. Yeah. Okay. And being that they know you're going to have change orders, they don't have to run your credit again or you not be able to complete your project. So they give you a buffer. So I'm loving it, man. I said this on my show last week, and I'll probably say it again tonight on my show with Robert. Um, hey, you, uh, you got a $10,000 open line of credit here. You want to close it or you want me to go ahead and give you a price on stain and get your fence stained for an extra $15 a month? Yeah, roll that into it. Yeah, exactly. But I wait till the project's done before I spring that on them. Yeah. And so far, I think I've had two out of five bite. Hey, that's two stain jobs that I didn't have before. That's two stain jobs that the people probably didn't have the money. But they went ahead and, and, and got it. You know, and that could be for anything, guys. I mean, if, if you got a lawn care business and you're trying to sell a sprinkler system, you know, figure out a way to, to make it easy for that customer to spend their money and feel like they got the value that they wanted. And, and you boost your margins and boost, boost your, uh, your, your sales. Oh, yeah. You know? So are you, are you getting any... Um, and I don't know how to put this, but are you getting anything from the finance company for getting them these employee or these customers or because really you, you're, they're your customer, but you're sending your customer to them to become their customer as well. Well, what I like about this system I got is when they get approved, they can't go anywhere with the money. It comes to me no matter what. Okay. Okay. And I'm not getting anything like, you know, um, Zach Payton mentioned that last week on the, on the show. If I was getting any type of kickback for bringing in the revenue for them, I'm not bringing in yeah. enough money for me to do that yet, but it's definitely on my mind. Number one, number two, um, I look at it as I wouldn't have gotten these jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, it's, I mean? it's nice that, it's nice that they can't take that money and say, okay, we found somebody cheaper. We're going to go with them. Right. It's real nice. You know, so I could, um, I could get upset and be like, oh, no, y'all need to give me some money. Or I could take the 60 small thousand dollars in sales that it's gotten me. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and with your margins, you know, I, I, I like my margins. So, hey, that's a nice extra 30, well, it, 30 grand in profit that I wouldn't have got if I didn't offer it. And it doesn't cost me anything. And, it, and it's it's an additional service that you offer, really, if you think about it. I mean, it's just like adding staining to your to your business. Now you're adding, okay, hey, we can, we can finance you. We can get you what you need. So... Where a lot of companies, they can't or they don't. So. Man, we're doing a lot of that. We're doing everything we can to boost our margins. And what's, 
what I thought was going to happen was going to happen. Um, I had a talk with, with uh, Joe Everest with this back in, I guess, uh, January maybe, or maybe it was the, the, sh- the last show we did of the year, our, our season finale show in December of last year. I forget when, but I told him we were bracing for a 10% decrease in sales. So we were going to figure out ways to increase or make that up. So we started doing stuff that we normally didn't do. Like we never used to do chain link or vinyl or, uh, you know, stuff like that. Right. So now we're doing it and we're chipping away at that 10%, right? Um, We're staining fences. So we're chipping away at that 10%. We're utilizing our financing now that I got that dialed in. And then we're utilizing that extra line of credit to get people to do another service, to get more sales. And so we're chipping away at that 10%. And I think Joe was like, you know, we're kind of looking at the same thing. But for me, it's a win-win because if I don't go down 10%, then I'm going to go. If it, let me rephrase this. If I do go down 10% and I chip away at it, then maybe it's not so bad. I'd much rather a four or five percent decrease in sales than a ten. But best case scenario is we don't go down and I gain ten percent. So it's a win-win for me for implementing a bunch of things that I haven't done up to this point. Now a lot of people already were doing chain link, already doing vinyl, already doing you know horse wire fence and stuff. So it's harder for them to find those percentages to grab. It was easier for me because I implemented all this stuff that everybody was already doing. Make sense? Yeah. Yep. So I'm really glad glad that we implemented it, man. I mean, because we're definitely way more than 10%. Way more. Way more. So how's how's staining going for you guys? Are you guys seeing a lot of, of interest in that or... Well, are, or are you just staying in your own fences or are you, are you going out and doing restoration jobs from, let's say, Bob the Builder built a fence? Are you going out and, and grabbing those fences too? Dude, I'll stain anything. I'll stain your mom if she stands <laughs> in the yard too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? You better, yeah. you better, you better pick up them flower pots, mom. I'm going to stain them some bitches too and I'm going to charge you, right? So. <clears throat> I am not prejudiced. I will stain anybody's fence. So what I've done is is um, I, I talked to Joe about this. I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing staining other people's fences and then putting your name on it, you know? So I've got Benji working on a really unique sign that is going to complement my competitor or the fence builder sign. I don't want it to look like these two big 12 by six signs next to each other. And now the, the homeowner's fence is starting to look like a garage wall where some guy's collecting license plates. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to have one side on one corner of the fence and my side on the other corner. So we're going to do something a little unique and I'm not going to throw it out there and what I'm doing, but, it's going to be uh, – it's going to complement 
the fence builder sign, but it's still going to have the fence king name on it. And it's going to the customer or the neighbor or whomever is going to know that we didn't build this fence. We just stained it. Even okay. though I'm still using the fence king name. So I tweaked my brand and I took Dan Blanc services out from underneath fence king. And now it says build clean stain seal. And, um, my marketing guy, Benji was like, why do you want to put clean on there? Well, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to customers and oh, I can't afford to build a new fence. I mean, I'll rent a pressure washer from home Depot and pressure wash this sucker and get it looking like brand new. <laughs> well, you know what, Mr. Bob, you don't need to do that. Why don't you just pay me to come in and clean the fence? I'll do all that for you. I was going to ask you if you are, if you run into clients that I can't afford a new fence right now. Well, well we can stretch it out for a few years. Yeah, let's, uh, let me go. Stain on. Let me go ahead and clean that baby up for you. You know, so what's going to happen is one or two things. <clears throat> I'm going to start building a relationship with Mr. Bob. Mr. Bob's going to call me back in two years because now his fence is gray again. And he wants me to clean yeah. it again. Eventually, Mr. Bob. Now, granted, I'm not making a whole lot of money on cleaning. But eventually, Mr. Bob's going to be like, all right, Dan, it's time to give me a new fence. Yep. You see what I mean? So it's, it's about, about building that relationship with the client. Yeah. Right. So I feel, I feel like it's going to be a win-win. Is there a lot of margin in cleaning and going out and do that? No. But you know what? My truck, my sign will be on the fence because my sign's going to say build, clean, stain, or whatever, whatever the hell it's going to say, right? Well, and it, it puts you in a neighborhood. Right. And I think Joe talked about this one time. He says it, it puts your truck in the neighborhood. And, yeah, when you do that, you, you're rolling billboard then. So people go, hey, what's, what's Spence King doing in town here? Exactly. And that's why I got all them flashing lights on my trucks, man, my uh – when my um my guys are out doing estimates, man, they pull up in front of the house. They flip them lights on. They look like the the water company coming around checking uh the water meters. <laughs> People are looking out the window. What the hell? Oh, it's fence king. Yeah, yeah. I think I spent about a grand putting all them lights on my truck. Yeah, it works well. It's paid for itself over and over again. Everybody in the neighborhood sees. So have you? Have you guys uh, built out a, a stain truck, or or how are you handling that? Oh no, no, I ain't. I haven't done that yet. We're not that. We're not. We're not that big. Can't we? Ain't no Kenny Dugan. <laughs> no. Just little bitty old fence king over here, man. Just trying to trying to be like be like Kenny. Tell you what, you you need to go big when you do it. Really. Well, I, I don't want to say that. You don't really need to, but it's, uh, yeah, you can you can work out of the back end of a truck. There's a lot of people who, you know, they, it, just like with pressure washers, you can you can get a big old trailer and, and go overboard with it, and really you don't need to. You just really need a place to advertise your company. So it's, it's you know, you, you put the sign on there, and you're flashing lights, and, um, yeah. Like I said, you can you can work out of the back end of a truck. 
fairly. Yeah. I mean, look, I have my sales guys, when they go to a house, they pull up in the front yard. Don't pull in the driveway. Pull in front of the yard, on the street. Leave your truck running. I don't care. Flip your, flip your lights on. Homeowner says anything. Say, hey, man, I don't want nobody hitting the truck. Just got it yeah. washed. I don't know. Come up with something stupid. <laughs> <clears throat> Do your deal. Leave the customer's house. Go up towards the entrance of the subdivision. Pull over. So now with your lights on and everybody coming in and out the subdivision while you're doing your paperwork siege. Then go to your next one. Yep. That's what we do. So There was a guy uh, I talked to several years ago. He would do that on weekends. He would take his truck and go park it in uh, Home Depot's parking lot. Dude. So Ryan, the consultant, wanted me to do that. I mean, that's such a hassle. I got to go get the truck and drive it over there. <laughs> but that's what he wanted me to do. He's like, park your truck in Home Depot's parking lot. On the weekends. That's when everybody's going yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but we haven't done that yet. So if you listen. You're right. It if you listen and consult Ron, I'm sorry. I just ain't done it yet, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> But he wants me to. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a that's a great way to advertise. A great way. You know, you're gonna get more women calling you than men, because they're gonna say my husband wants to do the fence and I don't want him to do it. This has been on the to do list for three years and he still hasn't done anything. So. Right, right. I can't tell you how many times he went and got prices on lumber. You know, <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. You know, yeah. or not a lot, but enough enough so well look kenny it's been a good talk man i uh i appreciate chatting with you man i appreciate you picking up the call the phone when i call to answer my stupid questions about wood and stain (laughs) stuff like that there's no stupid question out there everybody's got to start somewhere you know it's and i'm sure you probably get it with the with the new guys into the in the fence community they probably give you a lot of yeah, a lot of those guys know I'm really good at marketing. So I'll get people sending me, man, what do you think about my logo? What do you think about this? And I'm kind of like, oh, my God, this is rough, you know. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, it's a sense that you have to have, man, when it comes to marketing. Not everybody's got it. Not everybody's got that mind for it. And, you know, I, I think – you know, the biggest takeaway that I would give somebody from marketing is less is more. Less is more. And a black and white sign is more powerful than you can ever imagine. But just a sign in general. Yeah. But it, but you're, you're, you're right. When I was getting my business card designed, I had all this, you know, I had four pictures of, you know, before, during, after, and all that, and all this information. Here's my website, blah, blah, blah. And the lady, she called me up and says, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I want this on the backside. And she goes, no. Name, address, phone number. Yeah. Email address, number. That's all you need. I, I don't even put my phone number anymore. I put my, my website on it. You know? So, because I had my well, cell why, I don't want yeah, you calling I, I, me. I want you going to my website. I want my website to tell you who I am 
And if you need my phone yeah. number, you'll find it there. Yeah. And that's what a, I think that's what a lot of people are doing nowadays is I don't get a ton of phone calls for my new clients. It all comes through the website. And it's, yeah. It's, I think Contact a ton of forms. people are, yep, yep. Yeah. And most mean, people are doing that. My assistant. I do. Yeah, my assistant, that's what she does, man. She's literally taking contact forms that are dropped in my job Nimbus. And, you know, because when they drop in there, the, the contact isn't real clean. You got to do some cleaning up. Cleans it all up. Yeah. Uh, gets the information. Uh, at me, Dylan, Zach, whoever needs to be added in it. And, um, yeah, gets them in the automations and, and gets things rolling, you know. So, especially the people who do my my salesman, I don't call half those people. I just put an automation in. Hey, is this within your budget? And I just wait to see what they say. Now, I will flip through them and be like, oh, Jesus, this lady picked an eight-foot cedared fence in, in a neighborhood that is six-foot pine, you know? Yeah. And when we see those, and we'll, those, they'll get a phone call. Hey, look, I noticed you were on our thing. Oh, you're too much. Well, the reason why is... You picked a fence tall enough to keep Godzilla in. And yeah. uh, unless you got Cujo as your dog, I don't think you need this. Right? I tell you what, though, if you came up here to Dallas, that's pretty much all you're going to see is eight foot. Eight foot board on board, top cap crim. Really? Corbels. Yeah, that's that's what I worked on today. Was a, Of course, it was a nicer neighborhood, but oh, yeah, yeah, I saw eight that. foot tall. Yeah, we don't we don't get a lot of eight foot, man. Our eight foot will be when it backs up to a uh, main highway road, or it's the border yeah, of a for, subdivision. But we don't get a whole lot of eight foot allowed in these subdivisions. At the most, they'll let them do you know the back for you know because it's up against the interstate. But yeah, we don't do a whole lot of eight foot. I keep you know I keep a bundle of four by four by tens in the yard. I keep like two bundles of uh, eight foot pine in the yard and maybe a bundle of eight foot cedar in the yard just in case. So we have it on hand. Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised that, and I don't get a whole lot of calls for six foot dog ears down here to, to stain those. Um, <clears throat> and, and I've gotten used to the fact that if somebody calls me and says, Hey, we got a six foot tall builder grade, you know exactly what they're talking about. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to afford to put stain on it. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm serious. It's if I have somebody call me and says, we got, we just had an eight foot board on board. They're getting a call back real quick. Uh But if somebody calls me, Hey, we just got a pressure treated fence put in. How long do I need to wait? And I says, well, wait long enough to call somebody else. Cause I'm not staying. (laughs) Man, you know what? I forgot. I just realized something. I got an expert stainless steel pre-staining machine in today. Got it put together. Nice. And it's in my showroom, man. Yeah. But why is it in your showroom? You can't stain pickets in your showroom. So we haven't started the pre-staining thing. Kenny, if you get to know me real well, man, some things <laughs> I jump feet first into, man. I'm like all in. I will dive into that sucker. But then some things I got to be methodical about. So, um, being that I couldn't get two of them because they're real limited right now and Caleb was nice enough to send me one. Um, if I had my second one, then 
I'd start going ahead and working on my pre-stain. But I don't want to do that. What I want to do is, is I want to focus on my retail. So I want to have one available and be the only guy in southeast Louisiana from, you know, almost Lake Charles to freaking uh, Navarre Beach, Florida, that has one. So there's somebody that's going to need one and call Caleb. And Caleb will be like, hey, you know what? Dan over in Covington, Louisiana's got one. And I'm just going to smile and say, come get it, baby. <laughs> and then Caleb's going to have to send me another because I don't have one. But I got another one on order. So, I tell you, once you once you start doing pre-staining, it's I don't want to say it's a game changer, but it is a game changer. It's it's a it, I mean it, it it gets it takes away the liability you know mindset that oh I'm going to spray a bunch of cars. It takes that away for a few years. So yeah, yeah. Well, we we got a plan for that. And we started working on it, but then I didn't realize how much work went into. I mean, I should have known this, man. I mean, I, I've started more businesses than I can shake a stick at. But um, I, I knew it was going to take a lot to market this and break into our region. And the only way yeah. I'm going to be able to do that is with everybody else. Everyone else has to help me do this. This isn't something I yeah. can do on my own. Postmasters? Yeah, I came in. I'm the only guy. I'm your guy, and that was that was different. But yeah, the stain thing is 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 different, man. I mean, shit, I've so, already got. So I got really? uh, oh, let me think right now. I got eight and five is thirteen. I got about sixteen, seventeen thousand invested just in inventory. You know, so so just staining in general is new to that area then right yes yes it's starting to pick up it's starting to pick up you know so we're uh we're working on it man we're working on it i'm utilizing some connections i have and people that i know in 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 the community that are pressure wash guys and so i got i got some ideas on how to make some things work but it's going to take a little time and i want to make sure that i have what those guys need I don't ever want them to walk into Fence King and me not have what they don't need. Me not have what they need. And if somebody walks in and wants a stain machine, and I know I got it sitting out in my yard because I stained one job 30 foot or some bullshit, I'm going to be pissed off that I didn't have that stain machine to sell to that guy for a freaking, you know, few freaking dollars over here, right? So I'd rather have that machine ready, waiting, displayed, collecting dust. I don't care. When I get another one, I'll, I'll start using it to pre-stain. And look, it might be a situation where the season's over with, and I might not start pre-staining until next year. And that just gives me more time to work on my marketing strategies. You know, because I've got I got some yeah. ideas. Dylan came up with some really good uh, summertime stain packages where I think will will really work well. So, so is, is Dylan kind of, of heading the stain department for you guys? Well, look, we don't want to give him too much, you know. <laughs> blow. He's still just he's still just picking up coffee. Hold on, a <laughs> yeah. Go make me go make me a cup of coffee, boy. No, um, yeah, he really is, man. He's he's teaching me. 
to the point to where he'll sit in my office and I'm like, all right, and I'll start taking notes. And I'm like, dude, I need to learn this shit because people are calling. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I got to have a cheat sheet. <laughs> he's you a know. quick learner. I I met him up there at the at Joe's event, and he's a quick learner. Yeah, he's he's all right. <laughs> he just made twenty nine, man. Twenty nine. I, I was nineteen when he was born. How about that? Man, I, he doesn't look that old. Yeah. I was I was I was concerned when he was up there that he was old enough to drink. Oh like, really? <laughs> drink yet? He got a baby face. And- yeah, yeah. Well, look, man, I need to cut this short. It's almost 10 o'clock right. Central. You and Central. You know, it's almost 10 o'clock, man. I got to get this thing uploaded, sent over to uh, Ryan, the producer. I got to get Benji to make a thumbnail for this thing. We got to talk it up, make it sound like you the man. <laughs> so, yeah, Don't go too crazy with it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, it was great talking to you. I got I to gotta, I gotta cut out on you. You have a great one, Kenny. I appreciate your insight and your info on the DFW deal and uh, talking some numbers with me, man. I appreciate it. And, and you know what else? I'm going to save that uh, little bio that I got for you. So if you need it, let me know. I'll shoot yeah. it over to you. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Do you have that. a good one. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.